Ooh, this is AOK Radio, your go-to place for a little escape. Inner child, current child, adults, come on down for an easy listen. This is I Escape signing on. Whoever and wherever you are, welcome. The escape begins right now. Okay. Okay. Uh, is the track armed, uh, set uh, to arm for recording? <laughs> now it is. <laughs> <laughs> I hit the wrong button. Oh, man. Well, yeah, I've done that. <laughs> I'll, I'll just say the first part, at least to get like that. What's up? AOK Radio tuning in. We had a little uh, <laughs> technical difficulties here, but welcoming back, Clyde McDoom. Thanks for coming back. <laughs> no problem. It's good to good to be here, man. Technical difficulties aside, that's no big deal. Right. <laughs> I kind of like that, though. It's more of a natural feel having those hiccups every so often, as long as they're not like messing up the recording you know <laughs> for sure for sure for sure <laughs> all right so pretty awesome occasion here uh last time you were here this was uh when i f- had like just discovered your content um for new listeners check it out it's episode i forgot what it is but it's down there his name is in the title <laughs> like you'll be in this one too <laughs> um i think it is one of the earlier episodes too because we're like this is going to be episode 43 and i think Yours was in the twenties, I believe. But either way, it was a while back. Yeah, but yeah, it'll be easy to find for those who want to uh, listen to it. So uh, fast forward to now with like Discord, a bunch of new consistent content um, from you on your YouTube channels, TikTok, IG, including now the finale of the Kingdom Hearts Marathon on Twitch, which is so huge. That was your first time experiencing most of those games and after hearing the thoughts of everyone between the discord and twitch and what you've stated during those streams i gotta start off with asking how does it feel completing all that <laughs> you know like i said it's, it was definitely a marathon so that you know the name speaks for itself but like it, it was like a weight was lifted off my shoulders not that anyone was pressuring me to finish the thing because i mean realistically i know i could have like not done it but I mean, I, I wouldn't do that to like the fan base or myself for that matter. But yeah, it just felt like I put in a lot of work. So it was a nice, satisfactory feeling of like finishing the game, you know, or finishing the games. Excuse me. Yeah, buddy. It, that's yeah. I mean, it's definitely a feat, too, because even though not all the games were playable, you still got to watch all those cutscenes to even get a clue of what's going on. <laughs> Yeah, for sure, definitely. Like, it, it was it was kind of nice from my perspective because I had no idea how deep the Kingdom Hearts lore goes. So, for me, as a first-time player of a lot of those games, it was just cool to see, like, all the stuff that was going on. You know, convoluted, mind you, but, like, it was still <laughs> very interesting. Like, just seeing how everything kind of tied together and this and that and the third happened. So, you know, it, it, was, it, it was a thing. It was a thing. Right. And fortunately, too, because of how things have been going usually if there's questions with one game the next game typically does answer them at least enough to make it flow a little better so the flow throughout the game series has been pretty decent in that regard so yeah i'm that's something too that we appreciate especially with um kingdom hearts 3 and even melody of memory how they have these recaps i mean 3 did it the best um because it has the full uh, directory of all the games and Melody and Memory does an okay job. It's kind of more of an abridged version of it from not necessarily Kari's perspective because she explains stuff she wasn't even there for, but uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But with that, yeah, I mean, it's such a powerful, happy yet sad moment. Happy because yes, it's been finished, but then sad because, oh man, it's done. Whoa. Um, Yeah. And when during three, it was such a blast too. Like I remember um, that first night when you were coming towards the end of uh, three and a couple of us in the discord were like, you know what? We got to change our names to the org members, get some people to <laughs> do the guardians of light. <laughs> yeah, just crack jokes. Nord the entire discord. It was great. <laughs> oh man. It was so great. I, I'm trying to remember how that even started. Cause I don't remember who exactly was the first to change your name. Um, I think I someone had like changed their p- profile picture first, and then so and then 
the name change when I was like, oh, 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 I gotta go. I'm gonna change my name to Anson real quick. I gotta claim it. So I was like, I got to. I make the most Anson references. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. Come guardian for life. I feel that. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, man. Like it was. Like I said, it was bittersweet for me too. But like, I think I loved just all the camaraderie and excitement that the marathon brought. Not saying that that can't happen with other games, but I definitely, I can honestly say that that will probably be one of the my favorite streaming sessions you know in my short streaming career so far is just having everybody there for the uh, for the the marathon and just chiming in and hanging out and you know sore hearing it up you know it was, it was great right and that's the best part too is it was very positive too because like i mean kingdom arts is one especially once you go for so long in the series you can tend to expect a lot of haters and just toxicness that'll kind of just make it's kind of warm its way into the community unfortunately that what hasn't happened and whenever someone tried to they were just vacated <laughs> yeah, yeah it was dealt, dealt with relatively quickly actually i won't i won't throw that person's name out there obviously but yeah it, it's things like that get taken care of pretty quick so that's i'm very thankful for that right right and yeah I, mean, I think i've missed most of them too i would just see like oh that happened okay i, I would just see the comments talking about <laughs> just the uh <laughs> the aftermath right so i thought okay that's cool i'm glad like that's good that we have so many people who are able to um Regulate fix that them. yeah that's, that's really good um so with that too based off of everything that we've that you've accomplished like it's such a huge thing like you said it's you've gone through all the whole series so far and with that what is your most fond memory of the marathon like uh, and do you have a favorite um all-time world uh, in the series that you visited hmm. you know it's tough because you know obviously with the kingdom hearts marathon there were so many worlds after worlds after worlds granted a lot of those were kind of overlapping like it was the, the same world repeated yeah, because I know Kingdom uh, Hearts one, Chain of Memories, and um, the other one—I can't remember which one it was—but they have identical worlds, you know. So I would have to say that my favorite moment bypassing the levels would be when, I, I, as painful as it is, when we first started Kingdom Hearts one, when it really <laughs> got like into the thick of the stream. Like this is when a lot of the people who are really down with uh, me right now in the Discord, this is when they came on uh, on board. Um, but when I was fighting Titus, Waka, Titus, excuse me for <laughs> Meg Ryan. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, AKA Meg Ryan and self <laughs> on the beach, and I kept dying, and like I could feel my rage meter rising, like like with every loss I took. But like that was such a memorable night because I mean I screamed my lungs out, like I was I was furious, <laughs> but that sticks in my head just because that's when I really felt like. Now, mind you, we had done Birth by Sleep, so everyone was, like, on board, and we're all chatting and having fun, but that was the moment it really felt like, okay, I'm a true streamer because I just had a true rage moment, like an honest to guy rage moment in front of everybody, <laughs> left, you know, it, it was just a lot, so that stuck in my head, you know? That's really good. I, I like that answer, too, because thinking about, um, from Birth by Sleep, too, seeing the streaming crowd grow from then to the finale and how i mean even back then too the the chat was actually you know well engaged and oh yeah when you were going through those moments there was always support and that is so vital you know having that engaging chat to like help you push through and i think yeah, I, uh, oh, oh i was just gonna say um i think that was that's very special to have what were you uh, about to say yeah, I was, I was going to piggyback off of that and just say, like, I can honestly say that, you know, obviously I'm not a huge streamer per se, but like the the engagement I've already gotten so far is blown me away because, you know, I still remember when I first started kind of streaming for fun last year, uh, like playing Uncharted and stuff like that. And I would have on average, like maybe three or four viewers. And I was cool with it because like I was new to it. You know, I didn't even have like the right camera setup or whatever, whatever. Um, but just to fast forward to now. And I, I have to also give credit to my social media content crowd because I think a lot of them came from there. Like, they yep. saw my skits, and like, my TikToks or what have you. And 
you know, I guess it's that novelty of like, hey, we see him doing these funny videos, but let's see him live and like goofing around with them. <clears throat> so I feel like that's contributed to my, um, mind you, like I said, it's still like small success, but it's still success in my eyes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not on the level of whoever the other big streamers are. I don't know names, but um, like those people out there, you know? But like, right. I don't measure, I don't measure my success on someone else's. Like, I don't calculate it in that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah. I'm happy with where I am and where it's going, but I love the grind aspect, you know? So I'm never going to like shade them like, oh man, they got uh, 10 billion people on their Twitch and I got like, that's, that's, that's cheap. <laughs> I agree with that too. And it's actually crazy to think about as well with thinking about the social media people you've gotten to um, follow from there to Twitch and then to Discord it's i mean i was i was the same way i discovered you off of instagram uh just scrolling through my feed one day and i saw the Sora versus cloud video and it makes me think like dude if i didn't have an instagram or if i didn't scroll through the feed that day i wonder like if i ever would have found your content it's crazy to wow. think about that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah like some butterfly effect type thing like like if you or if you didn't scroll that particular day and never saw it you know yeah and that too, because I, I just got into TikTok not so long ago. Um, after seeing, you know that, and you said that's where you or originated, or was it somewhere else? Oh no, no. Uh, so actually, my origin, <clears throat> and this goes back. I actually mentioned this in the last interview, like right. roughly. Um, I have like my media company called Akio Boy Entertainment. So like years prior to like this year, actually, I was just like a cosplay videographer, and we did content on that channel. Uh, it's still out there, Occupy Entertainment. Um, but that was more like people liked me, and this is kind of a long way to answer, but I'll try to break it up. People, <laughs> You're good. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, people liked me mainly to the capacity of, oh, that guy's really cool, and he shoots our cosplays. You know, so it's almost like, why wouldn't we like him? Yeah. You know, like who who would you spit on? Who's like, hey, let me totally give you this attention you want, like with my camera and do cool effects and stuff. Like that's a win win. Um, but doing that, I never really found my niche because if I tried doing my own skits and whatnot, people were kind of like, eh, you know, like they weren't as receptive to it because, you know, they were used to Occupy doing the cosplay videos. So fast forward, I randomly did Cloudy McDoom stuff. And this was like two years ago, you know, like my Cloudy McDoom success is like only two years old, but, uh, huh. I started doing like, I had like my Instagram page had like maybe 20 follows or whatever. And I was just posting garbage on there. Like, I didn't really care. But <laughs> I did a Red Dead Redemption 2 meme. And that's what, like, catapulted me into people's eyes. Like, that's oh, when I started yeah. getting thousands of followers. Because I did a Red Dead Redemption 2 in a nutshell. Yeah. And that's what kind of, like, went crazy. That, that was my first taste of virality on the internet. So, like, that's kind of where I started. The Instagram pop-off. And then TikTok, what's sad is, but funny, is my girlfriend, shout out to Panadonia. Uh, she kind of indoctrinated me on tiktok because she would come over and we'd be in bed or whatever or like chilling in bed <laughs> like laying around like anyway so she would always be watching tiktoks like left and right left and right and she would force feed me tiktoks and i'm like babe like i just want to I, I just want to go do something else like i'm trying to like like watch something or like you know like yeah i wasn't down with tiktok i didn't care for it but she was like here look at this so then I, one day i was like and i sound like a broken record because i've said this before but one day, I'm like, okay, cool. I'll just make some TikToks. So I went in the backyard with the, the, the this is the infamous moment. This is the moment <laughs> where, like, you, like, literally you and anyone else who likes my Kingdom Hearts stuff, this is the birth of that moment. Um, so I went out to the backyard with a Keyblade, the Sora wig, <clears throat> Suburban Chad, and, like, just started jumping around with the Keyblade. And literally, like, that's where this whole fan base kind of birthed from, this particular fan base. My Red right. Dead fans, they probably, like, fell off by now. Because all I post now is like really like like weeb or like anime, <laughs> video game, like Final Fantasy stuff. Yeah. And probably aren't really down with it. They don't hate me, but they're probably like, eh, it's not Red Dead, so we're going to move on. You know what I'm saying? And that, yeah. that, that's understandable. So, but yeah, sorry, long way to answer over. That's 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 how I got into Cloudy McDoom and like all the stuff you see. Oh, yeah, no worries. That's good content to talk about. And it refreshes my memory too. So that, that was that was good. <laughs> Um, yeah, because of that too, with seeing 
you posting on TikTok, it made me want to get into just checking out what TikTok was too, because um, it always, I always saw it in the background, like people posting TikTok on Instagram, and it just made me think, uh, I don't know, it seems like a trend. And then I checked it out and thought, oh, this is actually pretty huge. Okay. And now I'm like finding so many awesome things on there. So it's like, yeah, pretty awesome that we are uh, just what our, how our interests grow based off of seeing what others do. So that was cool. Yeah, the thing with social media, too, I, I say specifically TikTok, it's such a hit or miss platform because, right, you know, like I've literally done stuff that I thought, and eh, this isn't going to be anything special. And that explodes versus stuff I put a lot of work into. And it's kind of like it, it's met with minimal uh, success. And that's why I had to really think hard about like, OK, well, the algorithm, the way it works is, you know, like it is you aren't always going to have that formula unless you fit a certain criteria. And I won't go into that, but like I made a joke about it <laughs> in my, uh, with the thirst trap Aga part from uh, final, the final fancy boss. Kit. Right. It's all in jest. Like it's all in fun, but like there's some truth to it. Like there's oh, yeah. definitely a formula within that, uh, within those elements of, you know, kind of showing some cheeks and like doing whatever, whatever. <laughs> and it works for people. Like I'm not knocking it, you know, right. whatever you got. So I'm never going to spit on that, but I, I'm allowed to make jokes about it. Oh, yeah, I agree. I mean, TikTok is, it has a lot of people that make those jokes too. Like my For You page just goes back and forth between people who make fun of them to suggesting it because of those people making fun of it. I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. <laughs> and yeah. other people who are actually legitimately sad. Like I remember seeing one video and after this, I'll, I'll get back to the uh, marathon <laughs> conversation. But um, it's okay with right <laughs> um so the one was he was an artist and he was showing a bunch of this like great art it was a mixture of fan art uh, that i knew of and kind of a little like original art too and he was just showing like dude he was saying how the little views he gets compared to this and then he um he kind of actually threw some shade on a very popular um person on tiktok and instagram and i won't say their name but he was saying how you know she kind of just lip syncs really and then she has like millions of followers but he gets like maybe just a couple i think hundred or a couple thousand or something and he was just like dude this is messed up and i thought yeah the algorithm is definitely a beast and not always in a good way but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's like honestly and I, I i can feel it i feel his pain in that because you know, obviously you have to dance very lightly. You have to tread lightly on this topic because, you know, a lot of people might say, oh, man, you're you're uh, such and such shaming or you're you're trying to dis, um, discredit women for having talent. And it's not like that at all, because I mean, I've seen dudes who do the same, like they'll lip sync something. And they'll, they'll, it's always like I don't know how to describe it. This is a particular type of people. And I'm trying to, like, be politically correct, but like this very specific kind of people I see on the fyp mm -hmm. they, they all share the same like aesthetic is how i'm gonna put it lightly yeah but like they, they, <laughs> consistently have, they consistently have like millions upon millions of views for pretty much doing nothing if you want to break it down but like i can feel that artist pain because you know as a creator and you can relate to this you, you put a lot of energy into you know something you're working on and you just want people to people to like reciprocate or at least feel it and be like oh you know yeah. what, man, that's really cool that's really cool you know, I, I can tell that took you a lot of time. I can tell that took a lot of energy out of you as a human being versus someone who within 30 seconds was like, ah, cleavage or ah, look at this <laughs> dance. And that somehow is, is more valuable. You get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, fully. But honestly, on the flip side of that, it's kind of cool to like use that as your grind in a sense of you use it as motivation. So it's like, OK, well. That stuff pops off for them. Cool, cool, cool. This isn't popping off for me, but I'm going to keep working hard at what I do to where when people look back at my catalog, I'm speaking on behalf of that artist. Like when they look back at my catalog, they can see, wait a minute, this person was really skilled. Like they, and then suddenly have this cult following because I don't know if you know this or not, but like people tend to disregard stuff that's really good at the time. But once enough time passes, for whatever reason, we tend to reach back and look at something like, oh, my God, like, this is great. Why didn't we like it then? Oh, and yeah. Then we, go, we polish it off. 
and then it's suddenly like this big phenomenon. You know what I'm saying? Like Family Guy. Sorry that this is I'm rambling, but like Family <laughs> Guy had the same uh, appeal years ago. Mm-hmm. I think it was on like ABC Family or something. This was like forever ago, and um, maybe late two, early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s. Um, but ABC didn't care for it much. Like I think they canceled it or something. Yeah. And uh, I think Adult Swim picked it up like a year or two later. And that's where I saw Family Guy. And Same here. It exploded. Like, I, I don't know if you remember that, but like back in like 2004 through now, I guess, uh, Family Guy was like everything. Oh, yeah. Everything was Family Guy to the point that ABC was like, oh, my God, we, we want that back. And, you know, like it's it's a thing. Yeah, I, I watch a lot of stuff like that. Um, the differences between seeing the network changes and looking up um, people talking about it on podcasts or just videos in general, or even articles talking about how nutty, especially things in the, in that type of industry are not noted, not really knowing the worth of something until someone else gets it. And then it blows up and they're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, Whoops, uh... Guess we dropped the ball there. <laughs> like it's crazy, man. It's just, but I say all that to say that like, I think that's why I personally, like, I put all my heart and soul into my stuff. I mean, it's funny stuff. Like, it's not like I'm going to cry if people don't like it. But, like, um, oh, and with the exception of that one about depression. But I won't talk about that. But, like, uh, that I, was greatly made, though. I definitely, say what? Oh, that was greatly made, though. Like, everything about that was just, like, hitting. Like, it was oh, real good. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, like, I feel like when, as soon as I said I won't cry about it, someone would be like, yeah, you did. You did cry. You cried on that what? But, uh, <laughs> we saw it. No, like, like I, I want people to look back at my stuff and be like, oh, man, this was cool. That was cool. That was cool. You know, even if I don't ever hit, like, that level of, like, TikTok girl, like, hella fame and the big house dancing to some rap songs. Like, <laughs> even if I don't hit that point, like, I'm happy with my journey because it feels like. I'm leveling up in a video game. Like I grind, I grind, I grind, and I'm getting talent. I mean, I'm getting a uh, skill and experience with everything I do. You know what I'm saying? Even if my numbers don't always reflect it, like I'm still gaining something from oh, everything yeah. I touch. You know, that's the best part about it too. Is sticking with it. You grow. Make sure you always have that passion in it, and also too. I don't know if you saw it, but in the Discord, um, just yesterday or so. Um, we had some uh, venting where we were kind of just talking about our personal thoughts, um, you know, always content creators and how difficult it can be sometimes like having this type of situation where we were kind of um, hoping we would have more um, reach. But it's still awesome knowing that even though we may not be as accomplished as we want to be, we still are. We still have the passion to keep it going and we're doing what we love and even though we're not hitting the, those as even though we may not be hitting um a bunch of people a bunch of numbers that we would like we still have people who do enjoy it and that is something awesome even if it's just one other person on top of your own passion that is amazing yeah like because if you look at it as a numbers game early on you're gonna burn yourself out because yep. you're gonna tell yourself like oh man well nobody's watching me or nobody's engaging me I, I don't care anymore now the thing is like sometimes you do hit these weird lucky strikes like like i said with the red dead thing because prior to that if you talked to me a year ago around this time or maybe before no two years ago two no let's see 20 late 2017 mid 2018 if you had talked to me then I would have most likely been like praising Akio Boy and be like, oh man, you know, the cosplay videos and I'm trying to do skits, but those aren't really popping off. But cosplay videos, cosplay videos, you know, that was my like badge of honor. That was my like validation. And, you know, you jump to now and it's not that I'm, you know, taking a dump on my company at all. Like, that's still like my brand. But like, yeah. you know, I've definitely shifted my interest and I kind of decided to, instead of staying behind the camera, I'm going to cosplay in front of it. Now, obviously, I'm not, like, a professional cosplayer. Like, I buy all my costumes and stuff, but, like, you know, it's still fun to, like, be able to be in those videos that I used to film all the time, you know? Oh, yeah. So I remember I used to edit them and be like, man, that person looks cool, that guy looks cool, that girl looks cool. You know, I wish I could switch places with them at least once or twice. You know, filming it was great, but 
I did have those moments of wanting to be seen too. You know what I'm saying? I um, agree. I'm the same way. I would love to be on. I would love to experience all sides, being in the videos, editing them, uh, shooting them, like doing all that stuff. I feel would be really fun because I've done all of those too, but they. They were just like small things I don't even have access to anymore. They're like I, I deleted them. I'm like, nah, this is this shouldn't see the light of day. But um, being able to take part in those types of um, projects was always fun. So I, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, and shout out to you know that fan base that I had, or I, mean, I might still have. I'm not even sure at this point, but um, that was all about the Oxfield Boy stuff because one thing I, I kind of. I had to adjust to recently, I say recently, like a, I guess a year now, but is I have my local friends and I guess you call it fan base for the Oxyoboy content. But then the cloudy stuff hit and this is like fans from like everywhere, you know, like different states, countries, et cetera, et cetera. And that's not a flex. That's just to give you perspective on like yeah. you know, where I'm coming from. Um, so now it's like, I don't know if my local friends really care about it like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't mm-hmm. I don't hear from them a ton, <laughs> put it that way. Like, I don't I don't hear from them that much anymore. But that's not me assuming they hate it or don't care about it. I, I'm just, I don't know. You know, like, once you hit a certain point and it's just a bunch of, like, names and people who like your stuff, which I recognize, like, familiar faces. Like, I'll see consistent names pop up like, yeah. on my content. But there's it's so many people, like, I'm, I'm not sure if if my local fan base or my local friends let me say friends that sounds pretentious my local <laughs> friends are in the mix of that you know what i'm saying like i'm kind of lost in that regard but totally you know it's it's still a nice nice ride you know what i'm saying yeah and plus not everyone's open about that too all the time um people i've had people who would talk to me like weeks or so or maybe even days afterwards and i'm trying to remember what are they even what they're even talking about because they're not <laughs> always being descriptive there's like hey i saw your post the other day and i'm like which one? I made like three posts that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what, what? What was I? What content? What? Right. <laughs> so, um, let me see. Uh, the one question. So the last one we did was the fond memory and favorite world, and I'm gonna say Hollow Bastion and Toy Box were some of my favorite worlds. Fond memory, pretty much every opening and ending th- song to all the yeah. games because they always hit just so hard pretty hard (laughs) always in my feelings (laughs) like when i first heard the kingdom hearts 3 um intro it was was a two-part thing when i first heard um the music the dearly beloved remix which twitch muted you know whatever but like hearing it live that time it's such a swell of music like it was it was so powerful and then going into the actual game cutscene, oh that song that was that hit pretty hard Right. I think I dancing that. That's that's what's so awesome too about three is that well that and zero point two um because those are the very first times where we have that opening and ending cutscene and they're either not far off from what the end game is or they're just like barely different. It's like whoa, that transition is like oh man and, and but as opposed to like all the other games where it's a very noticeable difference. Still looks good, yeah. but yeah. 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 But for the time, you can definitely see the the improvement. Like it's yeah, you know. So because I, I still remember circa two thousand two or three, seeing the intro for Kingdom Hearts and be like, whoa, <laughs> right? That, that was like almost two decades ago, but still holds out too. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, it came out in 02, so yeah, yeah, coming up on two decades. Right. Oh, there goes my phone. Because that was, um, yeah, because I mean, a lot of stuff back then with that qu- with that type of technology, a lot of times that I can think of, they didn't really hold up as well. But like the Final Fantasy stuff, ooh, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, like it, like even the cutscenes from the old ones, like FF8, uh, 9, you know, even 10. Like, like, I still remember, and this is like a kind of technical thing, I still remember the frame rate change from Final Fantasy 9 cutscenes to Final Fantasy 10. Um, it was a lower frame rate on like eight and nine, most likely for you know data issues. But like, you know, the frame rate is a lot slower, it's choppier. Yeah. And when you play FF10, it's a lot smoother. Like you can see that graphical improvement. And I was like, man, this is crazy. Like. Uh, <laughs> oh, and also to go off of what you said with the um, oh, what was it? 
with Twitch muting the what was it the the opening song or the ending or was it both? Uh, I think it muted "Dearly Beloved." I, I actually oh, I, I yeah. double check, but I don't think it muted the song. Song. I have to t- don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure I know it uh, muted the "Dearly Beloved." That I know. Oh, okay. I was thrown off. I was sick when because I I put I was sick when this happened. I put my first reaction uh, playthrough on my YouTube on my gaming YouTube channel. And, you know, first run through and everything, but I've always had technical difficulties whenever I use a capture card because they have a crappy computer. But I found when I found out I could record it off the PlayStation, I was like, oh, bet. Let's do this. I cannot miss this. So I do it. And YouTube, this, you know, because it was early on um, and you know how YouTube and Twitch are they just don't like music being in any videos. That's not ours. So. Yeah. I don't remember if it blocked both the opening and the ending, but all I remember seeing is the pop-up where it's like, hey, this scene has been blocked from recording. And I just go, are you kidding me? But yeah, so I I wasn't able to capture any of that for my playthrough. But I mean, most I mean, the the playthrough itself was good, at least that worked that worked out for the most part. But I was like, dang, the opening and the ending, like the cherry on top. And I couldn't include it in there. But yeah, it's yeah, it kind of kills the mood because it's like this is the beginning. This is what pops everything off. So like, if that's muted, you know, I mean, the energy is still gonna be there when you play it, but right. you need that umph, that hurrah, to really get like. That's why, you know, when we were playing three and you guys were like, "Hey, Cloudy, you gotta mute it. You gotta mute it." I muted it for like a second, and then I was like, "I'm risking it all. Like, I'm gonna risk it. We're, we're gonna do it." And we're gonna jam to it, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, it was worth it, especially like was that your first time hearing that song, by the way, or is did you hear it before? Yeah, that was my first time actually hearing it because like yes. if I had ever heard it before, like a snippet, mm-hmm. it was most likely on accident. I had, I kid you not, because I knew for a fact that I hadn't played all the other Kingdom Hearts games, I just wouldn't let myself touch three. Like I did everything in my power, which didn't Ooh. take much. To avoid. <laughs> you know. That's that's strength right there, cause oh man, that's strength. <laughs> I'm weird like that. Like I don't know what it is, but with games, if I know there's a lot of in between content, mm-hmm. I have a hard time just jumping forward to like like. And now with the exception of the Spider-Man game, which I don't think it, it's chronological or anything, but I've never played the old Spider-Man games like the PlayStation One or if there were any on PS2. Like I've never touched those. Oh but yeah, Kingdom Hearts. It's it's a continuous story. You know, it's like I don't want to grab a book and then jump to the end and be like, oh, OK, well. Oh, yeah. You know, that's understandable. Um, Yeah. Not too many of them were sequels to each other. Um, I think there was at least maybe like four or five on the PS2 because there was the ones that were based off the Tobey Maguire movie. And then they had a Web of Shadows one. I think there was another. Oh, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, which was pretty sick. And I think there might have been one more, but yeah, it was. Ooh, there are a lot of good ones um, out there, but yeah, I mean, there's been some stinkers with the Spider-Man games, but I mean, <laughs> a lot. There, uh, most of them are consistently pretty good, but yeah. Um, stinking. Uh, speaking of stinkers, were there any like moments besides like the first ten minutes into Chain of Memories? Did you go? Man, I, I can't wait to get past this. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, all right, I, I'll say this. And everyone out there, I mean, actually, the people listening might not know this, but with the Chain of Memories, that was a new level of, like, <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> I, I, I can't I can't put into words. You saw my face on the stream, but it was like. Oh, that was perfect. It made me feel like <laughs> some game developer said, hey, Cloudy, here, test this real quick. We haven't finished it. But just, just like, test us out, run around, you know, the maps aren't populated, you know, you're going to have to fight with cars, just see what you think about it. And I felt like, I, I like I wanted to walk out of the testing room, yeah. but I couldn't, because, like, then I would I would have to admit defeat, and I didn't want to do it. So, like, that was a oh. tough first day or two to, like, muscle through, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. as far as, like, game game goes, I think, what fight was that that really had me tight? It was, um, uh... Maybe in Dream Drop Distance when I was fighting um, some of those bosses, like the Dream Drop bosses, those really tested my true gamer. No, 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 no. 
Kingdom Hearts 2 Rock Sauce. That's, <laughs> that's the one that, like, pissed me off. Like, I oh, died yeah. at least 70 times on that, man. Like, or not 70, but it, it was a lot. Like, that was, I was, like, going to rage quit. That's fair, because they, they definitely spiked the difficulty on him. Because I remember when they first announced him for Final Mix, and I ended up getting, I ended up getting the, uh, this was back when, the Final Mix version was exclusive to Japan, so I remember getting like the the Japan only version and just oh, wow. just drudged through the whole fact that I can't read Japanese, but just relied on the muscle memory of what I did know from the game. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, this this boss fight's ridiculous. Why is this guy so difficult? <laughs> and I was on a did I do Kingdom Hearts two on Proud or regular? I think I did on Proud. Um, yeah, I think you did Proud. Pretty yeah, sure. everything was proud except dream. No, except chain of memories because I think you guys told me straight up. Look, oh yeah, or no. actually, chain of memories might have been. Wait, dream drop was proud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think chain, chain was. Memories. Yeah, I think chain was the only one that was standard because we were like just in case because we were like this is probably going to be the hardest game <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, well, actually, you just reminded me of something. I, I mentioned rock sauce and like the uh, dream drop distance fights with like Anthem, but like. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the Chain of Memories fight, some of those really pissed me off. Like, because, uh, you know, with the cards, yeah, like Dr. Sephiroth, uh, Roach Bang, uh, excuse me, Larkseen, <laughs> for everyone who's listening, uh, Dr. Sephiroth is vexing. Like, fighting them, <laughs> like, that was, uh, yeah, man, it, it was those cards. I just, I can't even look at a pack of Uno cards without getting tight anymore. Like, I can't, <laughs> right. I can't do it. Like, if anyone at Christmas uh, is like, hey, let's play Uno, I'm going to, like, flip the table. <laughs> just gonna get some nom flashbacks <laughs> yeah like i'm i'm leaving christmas <laughs> christmas is canceled i'm sorry i can't yes. do it if i see udo cards it's done son <laughs> for me was uh what was it the the limit cut bosses in three Cyx broke me he oh my oh, gosh yeah so i played three on at the time it was on proud and because Critical didn't come out until the new patch. So I did Proud, went through the DLC. I literally fought Cyax like 20 times. I was trying every different like um, strategy I could think of. Nothing. I felt like, dude, this game is literally cheating me. And I just was like, nope. I'm gonna, I don't know if I don't remember if I deleted that save file or not. But um, at first I was going to keep it because I'm like, I got this far. I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to go back, lower it to the standard difficulty because I'm like, I am beating this game. I'm not rage quitting yeah, this like fun. I did Chain of Memories. <laughs> yeah, that's I feel that. Right. Man, I'm glad I beat him in the main, main campaign at least. If, I, if I've messed up that, that would have been horrible. But yeah, Limit Cut, understandably, Cyax broke me. But um, yeah, finally beat him. And then strangely enough, and this is not a flex, I'm just really proud of this. Um, cause everyone else is usually very surprised. I actually was able, managed somehow to beat Yazora on my first try. Oh yeah. I remember you saying that last night. And I think it was because all the pent up aggression I had from Cyax, I just had to unload onto somebody. <laughs> it had the reflexes like so tight and like heightened that you know, when Yazora showed up, it's like, you know what? Let me just flex you real quick to get all this. Like you said, all that aggravation and frustration out from Cyax cause <laughs> I, 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 I'll be honest I never fought Gilzora for anyone listening out there I never never fought him but I watched the video and he he throws hands lasers oh man and, uh, disco balls of doom uh, teleports there's a lot that went on in that battle I watched oh yeah he's, shout out to anybody who's beaten him right that is a achievement cause he, he's definitely like this one of the top tier bosses in the series without a doubt is he the strongest in Kingdom Hearts 3 technically I would say so, yeah. I, 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 I can, yeah. I'm gonna go with that. I would say so, even though I beat him on the first try. But like, basing off of what I had to experience to go through that, like I was literally sweating bullets that whole boss fight. I could barely hold the controller from all the sweat. But um, yeah, just from my personal experience fighting him, because just to emphasize this, just because I beat him the first time, it was not easy. Far from it. But everyone else who talks about it too they say like how difficult it is and all that and yeah i i would say he's definitely the strongest in the game and just the whole series okay but um yeah, I mean, what was that 
That's, that makes sense. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, my theory is this. The cooler they make a character look in an RPG, the more lethal they probably are. Like, if the if the developers took so much time to, like, make them look cool and, like, give a cool hair and aesthetic and style, they're probably badass. Just, just going to go ahead and throw that out there, you know? Oh, I mean? yeah. And um, with that, too, did you have, like, a... Do you have a favorite final boss or maybe just a boss in general? Favorite boss? Uh, you're talking about, in like, Kingdom Hearts 3 or just across the... Ah, uh, just in general, yeah. Oh, wow. I got to cycle in my head through the bosses. Hang on. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, wow. Yeah, it so is a tricky tough, one. Because like, you're trying to, like, think of everyone you flexed along this journey. Right. And it's so many flexings that were passed out that it's hard to, like... <laughs> I will... I'll, no, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. My number one... Well, I had two moments. My first one is when I killed Marluxia in his final form. Because Marluxia, a.k.a. Rosemary... Um, aka cherry sephiroth like as soon as i wrecked him that was a i patted myself on the back for that because man i just don't like that guy like i said again any character that looks cool and like has the pretty flowy hair they're pretty annoying and lethal and marluxia is a prime example now i will say i was pretty proud that i first time flex zemnis in kingdom Hearts 2 yeah like that was that was a nice feeling like that. I, I went through them like 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 cottage cheese. It was great, <laughs> and that's a feat too, especially considering all the stages he goes through. <laughs> wow, yeah, he's definitely oh, top tier. I mean, for me too. Like, as far as um, it's kind of a toss up, honestly, between the whole Zemnis um stages from the very first fight with it's just Sora and him to the very end where it's um, him and his uh, zebra coat, his, his, pimp, his pimp coat. And uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, <for> real. <laughs> that was so dope. It was a weird thing, like how he just changed coats like that. But I'm like, hey, I mean, it looks good. The drip is real. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you something about drip in a second. After you <laughs> <laughs> and um, so from that and like the remind fight between like the 13 uh, Xehanort clones or replica uh, vessels. There we go. And then all the guardians, like that showdown, and then to Mickey, like taking him on by himself, like that whole just, <laughs> even though you're not doing nearly as much, just like the feel and what's going on puts that for me, like up there. Like that fight and then the Zemnis one, they're like neck and neck. It's, I can't really choose one or the other, but the, the sheer adrenaline and the scale of these moments were just mwah, a chef kiss for me. I can feel that and, and then i also have to remember too that when i was streaming the marathon is apparently i was very under leveled for some moments so like <laughs> my uh my death rate my death toll was a bit higher than it probably should have been and that's understandable because like you know it, it's i didn't realize how under leveled i was until people were like hey man you should have been like level 50 or 60 for such and such and i'm walking in there like with 35 or Oof. 30, 35, 40, something like that. Yeah. Oh, man, I forgot about that. The crazy thing is, too, is I, f I forgot to mention this in the stream that day. Um, But what I noticed, too, is that Sora, he, he, you can go into there whatever level. And typically it'll be, it'll reflect, maybe not exactly, but at least more than the other characters. With the other characters, I actually... I don't know if this has been confirmed, but it, to me, it feels like if you pl play as Riku, Roxas, or Kyrie, they have level caps. There's only a certain amount, like, whatever Sora is, I don't think they actually match it. So I think that might have been an issue, too. Um, when if you, if you had a harder difficulty playing as them, because I, I know with Kyrie, it was pretty difficult for me when I played as her, but I was like, nah, I'm beating him as Kyrie. I need to do this. <laughs> Kyrie needs a come up. I was just like dead set on doing that. And plus, you know, first time playing Kyrie, I just got to like, this is monumental right here. Oh yeah, man, for sure. Like that battle in itself is annoying as it was, especially with the meteors coming down while you're fighting. Oh, me, so it good. Was, it was still like, it was gratifying because playing as, uh, Sora and Kyrie. I thought back to Kingdom Hearts One. You know how they're just being kids trying to make a raft, collecting coconuts and stuff. Like it, it was all full circle because I thought about everything we had gone through, not just in the game, but like as the squall with the Twitch streams and stuff. You know, so oh yeah, like that that was powerful. I couldn't beat him as her because like y you guys saw after I used her a couple times. Like, all right, that's cool. 
Uh, but the novelty wore off pretty quick for me, so I was like, let me jump back to Sora, uh, throw this wham, and then, <laughs> you know, just kind of beat the game that way. Right, and that's what makes me think there is a level cap, even though, yeah, all the characters can't fight the same, so I'm sure that didn't help either, but yeah. But, I mean, it's good that they at least tried to throw it in there, um, you know, to give everyone at least the choice, and hopefully they'll do that for future games, because that is awesome. Oh, for sure. um, oh, and... You had something you wanted to say about uh, Drip? Yeah, man. Shout out to Shadow Form Sora. Specifically in Kingdom Hearts 3. Because when he drips, he drips. Like, I'm talking, when I was walking towards the camera, I had the darkness oozing off me. Like, I could tell (laughs) the the female Heartless were like, yo, we we, what's good? What's good, Dark Sora? Like, what's up? I can feel it. We about to switch sides. <laughs> Dude, I still gotta make a um, I'm gonna make a TikTok on that just to like show people yes. how I feel. Sora, the, the Shadow Form Sora's personality is like I'm gonna try to embody that at some point. Oh yeah, I think that would be perfect too. Because I mean, yeah. it's that character is just so fun, and even though it was so hard to play as um, what do they call him? Rage Form, I think. Yeah, Rage Form. I always mix the Rage Form and Anti Form. Um, yeah. but. Yeah, I, it's so fun playing as him, but man, I always tend to get bodied more when I play as Rage Form Sword, but it's so fun. Like you said, like yeah, the drip <laughs> is just crazy, and the way he holds his Keyblade, oh, yes. <laughs> I swear, like, I think, the, and obviously the trade-off there is you sacrifice defense and the use of items like yeah. magic or anything else for in exchange for ultimate power. So, like, if you don't get hit, his combo game is ridiculous. Like, I'm oh, talking yeah. just like... He knocks him up like prom. Like, he just, he just goes through him. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> but again, if you get hit or struck, like, it's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm just going to have to take that L because I have, like, no HP now. But, yeah, man. <laughs> Mission failed. We'll get him next time. <laughs> man, but I, I love it. Oh, yeah. That was, that was, I, I'm, I'm hoping they continue that trend too because, like, anti form is so dope. Oh, actually, I would love to see both versions, like, return like be able to switch between the two since they do play different that would be i would love that but was it anti-form was more like like they're the same concept but i feel like anti-form from two was a little more limiting in in a sense that like i was strong at doing stuff but with three i felt almost like i could fight a whole battle as a rage form sora anti-form not so much like yeah it's hard to explain but yeah, this isn't the best example, but it's like, well, I mean, this the example I'm about to use isn't the best example, but for me, it kind of felt like Anti-Form was like Kid Boo, and then um, Rage Form was kind of like uh, Boo when he had absorbed um, Gohan, Gotenks, and Piccolo. Like, I don't know if he was really the strongest Boo, but he felt like, you know, he had smarts, he had, power, yeah. yeah, he had just had everything pretty much, like the complete package, essentially, well-balanced and all that. But um, with that, um, let me see here. We're actually coming towards the end. Uh, so actually, right before this interview, I was watching this um video called "Fixing Kingdom Hearts." I was actually very nervous to watch it because I didn't want to fall into a toxic video that was just them ranting about how much they hated the game. But um, fortunately, it wasn't necessarily that. It was like hitting the nail on the head of issues like most people kind of have, you know, just things from like odd dialogue choices, unbalanced characters, especially kind of like on the Disney side. But um, it's refreshing to see that these are common things that fans want fixed, which means it's more likely Square will recognize that and work towards improving, which they're doing a pretty good job at improving on things like this. And uh, there's no knocking. They're still doing a stand-up job with so many things regardless. But um, with that, what's something you would hope to see be resolved, balanced, or and or happen in general in the next game? And this can be anything from uh, a character shining, um, different gameplay changes, just whatever you can think of. Well, and this might be controversial to say, but I kind of feel like, you know, Sora has, has definitely done his part. Like, Sora saved the world like 10 times over. You know, he he was working IT at a, a one point, you know, <laughs> people's computers, getting rid of viruses. Like he's done it all. So I feel like he should he should be allowed to rest now. Like if he is actually, spoiler alert, if what happened to him in three is is a real thing, like he's off. Then I think 
they should pass the mantle to like some other characters. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. kind of tell a fresh Kingdom Hearts story, still in the same universe, but not really trying so hard to tag on with like the. I don't know. It's hard to explain because I'll be honest. Like, I'm not 100 percent like understanding of the story. I know enough about it, even after playing the marathon. But like, it's a lot of confusing things are still there for me. So like. I don't know. It's I, I don't know if I'd even say fix anything. I'll just I'll be interested to see them do different characters that you play as in the new titles. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, that's what made a lot of the spinoffs so special. Is that you typically tend to play as different characters, and it it was always really refreshing from uh, BBS to even playing as Riku in Chain of Memories and DDD and in some oh, yeah. small parts uh, two and then and three. And yeah, I mean, everyone was always like, yes, for good reasons. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you. Um, part of the video actually talked about um, the protagonist syndrome that Kingdom Hearts kind of has with Sora, how nothing she she stated how essentially nothing can really be done without Sora. Like, it's kind of like almost the oh, well, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Just the protagonist syndrome. So I think the best way to handle that is to give the what is the the uh, for, for lack of a better word the steering wheel to another character for a bit and i think that's kind of what tetsuya is actually trying to do right now because of the whole yazora thing um he actually stated in an interview too that he is interested in still can you know still continuing the series but he's interested in doing a new story um very soon and I can't remember what exactly he said, but it was something along the lines of um, pretty much just like a fresh start almost. Kind of like how the Final Fantasies, you know, they're all kind of, I mean, you know, some have their sequels, but most of them are self-contained. But they are kind of like in the same universe, so to speak. Um, at least I think they are. I'm not I'm not really huge into Final Fantasy, but I'm, I'm more like a casual fan. I enjoy this stuff, but I haven't really, I'm not really super in-depth in it. Um... But yeah, he's interested in doing that. And from what happened to him with the whole versus 13 slash 15 thing, it's clear to see that he's bringing what he wanted to have happen in Final Fantasy 15, what, you know, originally uh, 13 versus 13 became, excuse me. Um, He's going to it's clear he's going to bring to some extent his vision from that into three or not three, uh, the future of the series. So I think this is either going to be like the start of what he wanted to do or it may just be yeah this is Sora's break we're going to focus on Yazora and um the other characters that correlate to what happened um after the whole melody of memory uh situation so fortunately i think we'll be getting that which would be a relief and hopefully we can get a break of that whole protagonist syndrome that this game is this game series is kind of gotten pretty hard lately especially in three i feel oh yeah like he's like the goku of their universe see yeah i was i was thinking that i wanted to say it so bad but i didn't want to sound like a broken record because i say that a lot <laughs> i'm trying to <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like he's straight up like young goku right and like everyone's depending on him to stay positive and you know which i do appreciate that they they put that one moment um, I'm trying to. I don't know if I'm allowed to say like any kind of spoilers like that. Oh yeah, you're good on that. But like that one part where he was like screaming, like that one part. Yeah, and he, like the vulnerability, like that was pretty cool because he even said straight up, like you know, my friends, it was them. Like I'm kind of trash without him, but you know, other than that, he's straight up Goku. Oh yeah, and yeah, no worries about the spoilers. I only refrained from not saying any, anything about the melody of memory endings. I, I wasn't sure if you had saw it yet, so I was. I was oh, like, eh. oh, okay, I gotcha. Good thing I didn't say anything because <laughs> it's it's pretty dope. Um, but yeah, it's I, I really appreciated that moment too. And even though it was, even though that scream was spoiled for us in the trailers, it was great that it still held. It, it was still pretty heavy watching it and what he said about that because it didn't really feel like he felt like that with the game it felt like yeah you guys are just along for the ride but no he, he he still feels that way in his heart like my friends are my power which was very appreciated oh for real nice callback to oh. uh, kingdom hearts one. Oh yeah and now we're on the last question i have which um let's see here so kingdom hearts is full of characters 
and some of them are more so clones of the others, but you know, well, that's neither here nor there, I guess. Some have left some deep impacts on you and pretty much all of us, um, good or bad, uh, especially via boss fights. Oh, what's wrong? My daughter woke up and actually snuck in here. <laughs> oh, she wants to, oh, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna, uh, she wants to sit up on me. Oh, come here. There you go. Okay. <laughs> she just wanted some cuddles. Um, let's see here. So, like, especially via boss fights, like the bad experiences, I mean, we can all attend to that. Especially Cyax. Um, they, a lot of them have been a kick in the pants. So, with that, do you have a absolute favorite character? And with that also, do you have a least favorite character and why? Uh, so my favorite character off the top is definitely my blueberry waifu aqua like her whole fragmentary passage uh i that's dl no that was a game technically that was a game yeah um, fragmentary passage was such a cool first it was a knock on the door of kingdom Hearts 3 that i had never played so it was nice to like get a taste of that that world i was about to get into um but just her whole like journey of being lost in the darkness and like her, her fighting style with the crazy magic. That was the first time I did drive-by magic, by the way. Anyone out there who's <laughs> unfamiliar, once you pass Kingdom Hearts 2 and all that and get to Fragmentary Passage, you can use magic on the fly. So if you're moving and throw out magic, it's, it's gone. It's drive-bys all day. So, like, that changed not only my perception of her, but then I felt so sorry for her that that's why she became my waifu, you know? And it's been great. Now, <laughs> least favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> There's this character named. You guys know him as Brag, 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 whatever. <laughs> I call him Eye Patch Junior. All right, you know, because the chump has an eye patch, uh, black and gray ponytail, and he's just annoying. You know, R for reload. Like this guy is just <laughs> annoying, and the fact that he was like my first taste of almost rage quitting. During BBS, because he did like the whole like sniping you, and then you gotta wait for him to move and do all this stuff. Like, oh yeah, I've I've had a special hatred for iPads Junior since the beginning of the marathon, and just to find <laughs> out that he was Lushu, like that that was just like a knife in the heart. It's like, <laughs> like you understand, man. Like right. I, I I went through all that with Kingdom Hearts. The game knew I hated iPads Junior. <laughs> and you gotta remember the marathon started was September. Yeah. And we get all the way to December. It's like, yeah, we beat the game. Let's see what's at the end. This cutscene. And who shows up and takes <laughs> off the hood? iPads Junior. Like that almost oh, killed man. my vibe all together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. See, that's what makes it the one of the best <laughs> reactions. One of the uh, best reactions ever in the marathon because I remember back to when I played three and saw that review and I was just floored, but I was floored in a great reason because I I had that same experience with with VBS though. Like, don't get me wrong, Brig was he was knocking me out back I was catching all types of hands with Brig and VBS. Yeah. But um something about him though, he always seemed interesting. Like he always seemed like for me when that Lucia reveal hit, I was like that makes sense because to me, and it made sense too, because after a while, Titsuya knew what he was going to do. So he was throwing in those uh, foreshadowing breadcrumbs to see that, oh yeah, he is he's definitely more than what he's leading on. So I was still very surprised that he was there, but I was happy because I was like, okay, so he didn't just kill himself just to kill himself <laughs> when, he, when he was beaten by Sora and then he was just like, yeah, I'm done. I'm going to become a somebody again I, I was like okay cool because that would have been kind of dark him just offing himself like that for no reason but yeah, i mean for a reason but yeah that was that was pretty crazy <laughs> yeah like and that's what still boggles me once i understood okay the nobodies are fighting us because they want to become somebodies i guess like they know they'll become somebodies if they get flexed yeah is that is that pretty much it so technically us beating on them cheeks pause that's <laughs> us doing them a favor right Technically, yeah, it's it's crazy thinking about it, too, because and this is a, an issue I had with three where I feel like they were a little too willing to become 
Xehanort's clones, and you know they they clearly talk about it, like saying, "Oh yeah, well this this is kind of weird, but you know whatever, I'm in it for the ride." And I'm I'm sure yeah, part of that's due to the puppeteering, you know, Xehanort's effect on their heart. But it's like I, it would have been nice seeing more of a tug in that regard, because part of that is like whenever you see um, Larxene and uh, Marluxia talk, the first thing Mar- uh, Larxene says is, "Hey." You want to do another coup? And it's like, so clearly they do have a pretty good amount of free will. So yeah. it was just weird. But yeah, it's, but it, yeah, it, it would make, it would stand the reason that they would want to lose more so. And then what Ansem said too is, yeah, after I found out we had people betraying us again, I, I stopped caring, honestly. Essentially what he said. And I thought, yeah, this is interesting. But it was, it was, I mean, either way, it was all pretty cool, but yeah, it, it was a little kind of, it was a little plot hole there that um, I thought of, um, and you actually just reminded me of too, so that, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one who's, who saw that. <laughs> yeah, it just, that, that threw me for yet another world in the midst of all my worlds, the story had already given me, so. Yeah, know, instead of getting sense. Let It Go, we could have gotten a scene that, you know, kind of helped round that off, <laughs> just saying. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's. It is what it is, man. Yeah. Ah, well, maybe if they put Frozen 2 in the next game, uh, maybe whatever. I don't know what new catchy songs they have for that one, but hopefully we can avoid that (laughs) this time around. Sure, man. Watch them. They'll reuse the map uh, from 3 if they ever remake it. Oh, God. Or, like, make it in a future game, so. Oof. Well, I've heard 2 is good. I heard it's not as good as 1, but, I mean, eh, we'll see. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I mean, I liked I liked one, but I, I feel like it's overhyped. But yeah, I never watched two, so it's all good. Um, so with that, yeah, I gotta watch. I'll watch it eventually. I have Disney Plus, and I'm like, I, sh- I should catch up on some of my lists because why not? Um, with that in mind, do you have any final thoughts that you would like to say, um, before we end things off here? Yeah, uh, as always, you know, thanks to everyone who supports your boy Cloudy McDoom and all his endeavors, whether it's content, streaming, you know, whatever I'm doing. Uh, big shout out to the Squall, that's uh, the community um, that's really kind of had my back during the whole marathon and beyond. Uh, shout out to people of the Squall who built up the Discord because I had no knowledge of this whatsoever. Yeah, buddy. Up, it was like, it was literally populated. So, you know, shout out to iEscape, everybody else who, you know, like did the thing. Um, and yeah, just keep watching because I'm going to keep doing things. And um, I, I'm still going like Kingdom Hearts isn't dead just because I stopped the marathon. I still have skits and stuff I'll be doing. So be on the lookout for Roxas versus Sora once my TikTok hits 100K, which I mean, that might take some months. But like once that happens, I have some cool ideas I'm going to do for that. So Plus, that's a good way to for more people. It's a good initiative for people to be like, dude, d- get follow this guy so we can get this video this is gonna be so dope you know i've i've that's really good networking i feel because i mean it's kind of one-on-one with that sort of thing you know you, you get it's a call to action so i i like that and it doesn't cost anything it's like just click a button subscribe and then you can like walk away out of sight out of mind <laughs> pretty much oh man well it's been awesome to have you on here i'm glad that we were able to um, have this new podcast to as a pretty much as a little celebration, another little celebration um, for completing such an awesome marathon, being able to go through all of them and honestly being able to enjoy most of the experiences too. Because certain instances we were, uh, me, us in the Discord, we were kind of wondering how your feelings were going to be with it, especially with three. And we were great. We were. Uh, all really happy to see you enjoy three because I've known people personally who were just picking it apart. And while, you know, while we all have our own critiques, I mean, at the end of the day, the the series is still phenomenal. And I mean, everything has issues, so we can't knock it just because of that. So there you go. Yeah, three, three was way too fun. Like I had oh, yeah. a blast. Like that's one of those games I know I could actually like play through again in the near future and love every minute of it. Exactly. And that I, that's what I love, too, about how everyone in the comments were talking about how they wanted to play this game while you were playing it or want to play it again now or um, whichever. I mean, after I beat um, two games I have lined up right now because I'm waiting for 
the Mass Effect remaster and the Lego Skywalker saga to come out, which is somewhere in spring. So I have a couple months to go through some of the games in KH again, so perfect lineup for that. But yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for having um having the time to come on and crap i didn't oh i thought i had a good outro this time okay well i guess i'll just leave it at that thanks for coming on there we go (laughs) that's good for me (laughs) Ooh, another chapter concludes baby so if you enjoyed this episode please be sure to help support it by leaving a rating subscribing and sharing the podcast with others that way more people can see it whether it's from you or in their suggestion feed And if you leave a review on the show, you'll get a shout out in our next episode. But due to my podcasts being available, not just on multiple platforms, but multiple countries to ensure I see your rating, send me a copy of it either via email or preferably on Instagram with the subject included being either A-OK or I believe in monsters, whatever, if possible. So social media like that to my other podcasts, like I believe in monsters, A-OK and the future one I'll be featured on titled Popcast. The show notes will include the links to that below. Special shout out to David Felician for the excellent track Firestyle used for my AOK and I Believe in Monsters podcast background music and for Emac for his multiple phenomenal contributions to the I Believe in Monsters series soundtrack like its intro and outro titled Her Love. Other songs by them featured in future episodes will also be displayed in the show notes below. So, do be sure to support these artists by checking out the link to their work as well. The intro song for AOK titled We Are The Future was produced by me. If you like a copy of it, let me know. Until next time, later days. <laughs>